What's going on guys? It is Tui the Vegan CrossFit Girl here. Welcome to another episode of the Vegan Badass Podcast. What we are going to talk about today is how to transition to a vegan diet and I'm very excited to cover this topic because this is a question that I get asked all the time these days and that in itself already is really exciting because when I went vegan about six years ago it was quite rare to meet people who were vegan or who were even interested in going vegan so nowadays that this is a topic that I get questions on a, almost a daily basis at least on a weekly weekly basis several times it always tells me how much more of a popular diet and lifestyle this has become so before we dive into it i just wanna say a disclaimer i feel like in today's world it's important um that if you have any like medical conditions please do consult your healthcare professional because i'm not a doctor and any advice that you take on today's podcast it is at your own risk even though i believe that all the changes are just going to positively affect your health but just being said that i am not going to take any responsibility whatsoever so if you have any uh health health concerns please do consult your health care professional first so that being said we are going to cover today's topic in 10 steps so we can keep things nice and simple, nice and clear. And in this way, it's also easy for you to kind of note which of those steps are the most relevant for you. And um, I recommend that you do take notes and then you implement everything that you learn. Please also, if you know anyone who could benefit from this episode, if you know someone who is interested to going vegan or trying out eating more plant-based, please do forward this episode to anyone so together we can help more people um, do the transition without all of the mistakes and all of the hassle, trial and error and make it as smooth and pleasant as possible. So that being said, let's dive into it, guys. So the first step on how to transition to a vegan diet successfully is your why. So make it important because it's going to have a big effect on how you are going to kind of look at this transition in going vegan. So if you just go vegan because your friend is going vegan or your neighbor is going vegan and you don't really have any reason on doing it, and the first time you're going to face a little challenge or obstacle, it's very easy for you to kind of give up, right? So what I recommend, a really good way of kind of clarifying a why and in a way also educating yourself, motivating yourself, is watching documentaries. These days there are so many good ones out there. I'm just going to mention a few. And this is also going to help you kind of get awareness not only on kind of the health side of things, but also the ethics and the environmental things. So some recommendations that I can give on documentaries that I've seen for the, the ethics, I definitely recommend anyone, everyone to watch Dominion and Earthlings, even that they're quite like harsh to watch, but they are very important. I think it's important for everyone to know what actually happens in those industries and how the animals are treated. And then you definitely have heard from the of the game changers. So this is a very motivational documentary, even that I know there's people who very much also debunk, debunk it. But I believe it's very inspiring to see so many professional athletes implement the plant-based diet and also to learn about the benefits, how we can also improve not only our health, but also our performance. So I definitely recommend watching that if you haven't already seen it. Then there is, of course, Cowspiracy and the newer one, Seaspiracy, which are covering more of the kind of un 
uh, environmental side of things. And then uh, for the health, I'd recommend watching Forks Over Nice and What the Health. So there's just a few examples. There's so many more out there, but I think this is a very kind of convenient and easy way to, um, yeah, kind of learn about all those different aspects and, and also clarify your why. Like, why is it important to you to go vegan or like try the palm-based way of living? So that is the first step, your why. Then the second step is your mindset. So it kind of ties together with the first one, but it's important that you make it exciting because again, always when we humans make change, there is in a way resistance because we are creatures of habit. We like to have things as we know it. We like to have things like convenience and we like our comfort zone. So when we make change, it is important that our mindset is in place and that we make it exciting right? Because if you if you think of it like, oh, I have to do this, this is like very restrictive, I can't eat this and this and that, um, you're already kind of like setting yourself up for failure in that sense, because then again, when you face some little challenges or obstacles, it's much easier to give up, right? So how I would advise you to look at it is take it as an opportunity to explore a whole new world, right? If you never try, you'll never know. So it can be a very, very exciting journey. And personally, what happened when I went vegan around six years ago is a whole new world opened to me because I started to discover foods I had no idea that even existed. And even that I thought before I went vegan that it would be kind of a restriction because I had I would have to cut all these animal foods. But I didn't realize that I actually... And by doing that, started to learn so much about nutrition. And yeah, I started to get taste uh, experiences that I didn't even know existed. So I encourage you to keep a very like open and positive, exciting mindset on exploring and discovering new things, right? Also, what I recommend as a kind of mindset shift is focusing on what you can add rather than um, focusing on what you kind of cut, right? And what I mean by that is like, for example, instead of going like, oh my God, now I can't drink milk and I can't eat any of the dairy products. When you start focusing on, hey, I can try soy yogurt and I can try rice milk and I can try almond milk and I've never tried cashew milk. You start instead of kind of focusing on the thing that you're going to cut out is like all the things that you can replace. And then again, the mindset kind of goes into making it exciting and focusing on uh, what is coming as, as of kind of a new thing rather than what you kind of have to leave out, right? Another thing that you can do to get yourself more excited and improve your mindset is get inspired. So find plant field people. You can find people you can follow on Instagram, on YouTube or any other platforms that you find inspiring. If you are into fitness, maybe find some like fitness uh, people. If you're like doing bodybuilding, you can find like uh, vegan bodybuilders etc so it's going to be nice for you to kind of get examples from people who are already doing it successfully so I definitely recommend finding some inspiration so that can also uh, make you more excited so that is the second step is mindset make it exciting then the third step is to educate yourself this is so important right because 
most of the common mistakes that people do when they go vegan is um, they could be avoided with some education, right? So it's important that when you take animal foods out of your plate that you replace them with something. So if you just cut things out and you don't put anything in place, like of course it's going to be quite like... Uh, monotonic and poor and this is also why many people I think go wrong and then they experience not eating enough not getting enough nutrients and just being low on energy so make sure that you educate yourself and that you find out how to actually build a balanced um, balanced plant-based diet right because any diet can be unhealthy if it's consisted poorly so it's not the the fault of the the plant-based way of eating or the vegan vegan diet itself if it's done wrong if it's not consisted properly right So, uh, and as we spoke earlier, like the different aspects of being vegan and eating plant-based, I kind of use them simultaneously or even that there is some differences there, but I just kind of like throw them both out there. But yeah, basically like with with those documentaries as well, what you're going to learn is the health aspect of things, the ethical aspect of things, environmental aspect of things. So um, that is definitely also, as we spoke, boost your motivation, but also allows you to yeah do things properly and make sure that you make conscious decisions because knowledge is power so the third step is educate yourself then we move on to the fourth step which is uh, these are kind of like how like I'm educating yourself in this podcast so when you're listening listening to this episode you're already doing really really well because you're gonna now learn some tips on how to then actually consist the diet properly so the most important step in my opinion Um, regarding to that is eat enough so this is step number four eat enough because I think this is the most common mistake what people do they when they go vegan they do not eat enough food because whole plant foods they are higher in volume than animal foods but they're lower in calories so what this means is you might have the same amount of food on your plate so if you look at it, it looks like oh I'm eating the same amount of food but it might not be enough calories even nearly right so this is like when when people go vegan and they don't know how to do it properly and they just cut the animal foods out and perhaps put a little bit more of carrots and salads obviously the the energy the calories are way too low and what happens then is like anyone is going to you know feel weak and tired and even grumpy if if you don't have enough energy right so again it's not the fault of the vegan diet or the plant foods it's just like if we're not eating enough energy this is going to happen regardless of any diet so I definitely recommend to pay attention to that and also it's important that you increase your food volume and your fiber intake gradually okay because if you go from zero to a hundred and you make a massive change overnight your body might go into a little bit of a shock right so first of all your stomach might not have the capacity to eat that much of volume without kind of adjusting to it and especially with fiber if you have been eating very low fibers which is really common on uh, omnivore diets when people eat lots of animal products is like your your uh, gut your bacteria is not ready to handle and your digestive system is not ready to handle suddenly like a massive increasement in fiber and this is often why people experience this kind of gassiness and feeling bloated uh, and stuff so you can avoid that most mostly by um, gradually increasing your fiber intake rather than going from eating very zero to very little into eating like massive amounts at once right so give your body some some time to adjust 
right? And how you can ensure that you are eating enough calories, it can be a little bit tricky at the start. So for especially for people who are really like into fitness and um, interested in this kind of stuff, I would recommend tracking your foods for a while just because that is going to very quickly show you uh, where you are at with your total energy intake and even with your macros, we're going to next talk about protein. But yeah, this is just kind of like a bulletproof way to to make sure that you are eating enough foods and not just trusting on kind of that eyeballing as you spoke, because it's not really the same as with animal foods and with especially whole plants foods. So it can be a really good idea to, to track your foods for a while. So to summarize, the fourth step is eat enough, right? We move to step number five. This might be one of the most exciting steps or most kind of concerns people have when going vegan is the protein. Right, so everyone is always worried about where to get your protein from, and I can totally relate to this because when I decided to go vegan, I decided to go vegan for ethical reasons, and at the time I was eating a lot of animal products. I was like on every meal eating meat or dairy or eggs or probably all of them because I was doing like bodybuilding and I was really focused on like macros and eating tons of protein. So I was also like uh, very confused when I decided to go vegan and like, okay, how am I going to get my protein? So I totally understand if you're feeling that way, but um, you can relax because we are going to now cover that, right? So first, I think it's important to clarify how much protein do you actually need? Because I feel like many people tend to have this idea that we need massive amounts of protein and it's like, um, set, like it's bumped from everywhere like protein bars and protein this and protein that and people tend to have this idea that if you just eat the more protein the better like if you just eat protein you're going to get this fit muscular lean body but that's not exactly how it works so you don't need to eat more protein than what your body actually needs and this is this comes down to many things but this comes down a lot to your goals right because if you are just a normal person who, and with normal, I mean like someone who is not like really into fitness or into like building muscle or anything like that, you're going to need way less protein than someone who is into fitness and especially into like strength sports and into like uh, interested in building muscle. So we're going to cover both of these just because there is a big difference. And I think it's important for you to understand, for anyone to understand that those are not the same. Right? So for general adult population, the minimum requirement for protein is 0.8 grams of protein per body weight kilogram. Right, So that's the minimum. Um, but if we, if we think about people, if we talk about people who are interested in building muscle, it is double that. Right. So it is um, oh, like the, the recommendations vary, but it's roughly from 1.6 grams per body weight kilogram to 2.2 grams per body weight kilogram. Right. So it can be double or even over double. That is optimal for people in building, um, building muscle and building strength. So it's just important to understand that um, those are two different things. So if you hear people say that you don't need to worry about protein as a vegan, you're going to get everything you need by just eating enough calories. Yes, for your health, but it depends. Like if you're into fitness, again, you need to pay a little bit more attention to protein. But once you learn your protein sources, it's not going to be a big deal at all. But I just want to like really clarify that because if you're just going to like eat chickpeas and oats and, you know, like not really focus on on like any actually high protein sources, you can struggle on hitting your protein targets if they're higher than someone who is perhaps not into fitness, right? 
And so for the protein sources uh, on a plant-based diet, which are like actual protein sources high in protein, the first one needs to be said is Satan. So this might be a new thing for you, or you might have heard about it. Maybe you have even tried it, but Satan is basically the, glu- uh, the protein part of the gluten. So it is not gluten-free. However, if you don't have any problem with gluten, uh, it is a wonderful source of protein. It's very high in protein and it can be made very meat-like. So when you know how to make it, you can actually make it so meat-like that you wouldn't even know the difference. So it's very handy. It's also very cheap to make and you can also buy it ready depending, of course, where you live. But yes, if you haven't heard of Satan, definitely look into it and see if you have it in your area because that's one of those very easy swaps if you're transitioning from you know, eating any animal products and always having like a traditional kind of animal protein source. Satan is one of those very easy swaps that you can do. Other more traditional ones that you probably have heard of are tofu and tempeh. So these are also wonderful protein sources on the plant-based diet. Even if you would still be an omnivore, you can at least sometimes replace some of your animal products with plant protein sources, uh, even just for your health. So tofu and tempeh are very good um, protein sources and they also have uh, many ways how you can make it, right? So they definitely are uh, a good stable to have in your diet. Also other soy products, there's so many different soy products out there and meat substitutes and stuff like that. So I'd say like experiment and see what's available in where you live, because this of course varies a lot from like country to country. And if you're living in a city or the countryside, but soy products in general are quite high in protein. Then of course also legumes like lentils and peas and chickpeas and other beans. So these are high in protein. However, they are not as high in protein than the ones we covered earlier. And they also are high in complex carbohydrates, which are good for our health, very good for our health. But it's just important to understand. That's what I kind of mentioned earlier about knowing how much protein you need, because for someone who is not into like specifically building muscle, building strength, they might easily get their protein needs filled with just eating those kind of um, whole plant foods and without including necessarily any of those like Satan tofu tempeh soy products but then for us fitness people <laughs> or if you are into fitness I don't know um, uh, into building muscle and building strength it is very much easier very, very beneficial to also have those higher protein sources but legumes do have a lot of protein but they are also sources of carbs so it's just good to know um, that difference if you're into like any sort of like tracking your macros or interested in any of that and then of course like um, protein is everywhere pretty much. So also on a plant-based diet, it accumulates. So we often think a little bit differently on the plant-based diet than on an omnivore diet. Like again, if you are just, um, like a, not a fitness person, you don't necessarily even need to pay that much amount, uh, that much attention to the amount of protein because just accumulates from like whole grains and oats and vegetables and like so many different things have some protein in there. But again, if you are into building muscle and into optimizing like muscle growth and strength, then you probably need some more protein. And then I also want to mention the protein powder. So this is also a question I get quite often, like, do you need to use a protein powder? And you definitely don't need it, but it definitely can be helpful. So this again comes down to how much protein do you need? This comes down to your goals as well. But protein powder is a very helpful, easy way to add up your protein intake without going too high with your calories or carbs. So I personally do use protein powder 
and I recommend it for a lot of my clients because oftentimes as we spoke for fitness people and plant-based diet the protein requirements are higher but it's also very easy to eat enough protein without it so it just comes down to your goals and your preference really but these days there's so many wonderful good tasting uh, plant-based protein uh, supplements out there so it's not going to be a problem even like you probably know any fitness people if you're into fitness yourself like many people use whey protein even that they eat animal products so just like supplementing protein in some cases can be very convenient and helpful but yeah in six years I've seen a massive improvement with the protein powders I used to drink my protein shake holding my nose because it was so disgusting at the start when I went vegan I haven't found like good supplements so that was one struggle that I had but nowadays they are like dessert so that's one reason that I like to have some protein powder uh, in my breakfast as well And what I want to mention about these protein sources as well is like, especially like tofu and tempeh and things that you might be newer to perhaps, is that give them some time because it's very common that people don't like them at the start because if your taste buds are not used to that and also there's so many different ways of making them, there's like so many different types of tofu that I wouldn't even know, I probably haven't tried even half of them. And the way that they are like marinated and you fry them, bake them, do you like, ha- like there's so many different ways. It, so if you taste uh, tofu or tempeh the first time and you don't like it, don't like, just like leave it there, but keep experimenting, keep trying, uh, keep tr- uh, trying in like uh, different kinds of ways to make them, try them in like vegan restaurants and like maybe some experienced vegan who already knows how to make them properly. How I say is like even like red wine or dark chocolate as kids or coffee. Oftentimes you kind of need to learn to like it because there's, those are kind of like a weird taste or strong taste. So oftentimes the first time someone tastes coffee or dark chocolate or red wine, it doesn't taste that good. So you might need to try them a few times before you start actually liking them and finding how you like them made as well. And lastly, before we move into step six, I just want to mention about the macros. I know it doesn't interest everyone, but if you are into fitness, chances are that you are more interested in kind of the macro side of things. That's also why I gave so much attention for the protein topic, because it's uh, oftentimes uh, very interesting for people, is um, that do not necessarily try to eat the same ratios, like macro ratios, as you would uh, when you when you were an omnivore, so this is something I get a lot with my clients. Like they have been working with coaches who don't know how to do the vegan diet, and they just give the same macros that they would give for someone eating animal products. And sometimes the ratios are like very unrealistic to reach, and often there is also no reasoning. So this might be something that if you are tracking your macros, if you're interested in this kind of thing, it might be good to check this through with like a, a vegan coach, vegan fitness coach who knows how to do it on the on the plant-based side of things because oftentimes they are not exactly the same thing and there's a few things that we need to take into consideration if we want to optimize things and especially fitness-related goals. So that is all about protein. I also have another episode about uh, protein or like building muscle in a vegan diet where we cover protein a little bit more. So if you haven't listen listen to that do um, check that one out as well but next we're going to move into step six which is keep it simple 
So this is actually a big one because oftentimes people have this idea that it's very difficult and complex to go vegan and you need all kinds of like fancy ingredients and expensive things, but that is actually not true. So I really recommend at the start, especially keep it very, very simple. Um, You can just start by like kind of veganizing the meals that you're already having so you don't have to flip everything around. So if you're, for example, having for breakfast cereals with... Um, cow's milk you can just swap the milk first like start exploring try you know soy milk or rice milk or almond milk and and start like as we spoke earlier like start adding things but um, yeah it's, it's important that you kind of like take the steps at the pace that work for you without trying to do everything at once and then getting super overwhelmed so keep keep things simple and I also recommend trying vegan restaurants maybe you can even Do a meal plan if you are busy and you don't want to start exploring everything by yourself. If you have the option to do like a proper vegan meal plan, if that's available in where you live, that's also a nice option. My partner actually did that when he went vegan. He started with like a full vegan meal plan and he got all the delicious foods made and delivered for him. So he got like... Uh, a very nice experience with taste-wise also with the with the plant-based foods but of course this is not for everyone but just wanted to put it out there if that's something that interests you as well and please try not to be perfect it's normal that you might feel a little bit overwhelmed at the start so that's again a reason why it's important that you don't uh, make it too complicated just keep things as simple as possible so that is step six and next we're going to move into step seven so My recommendation is to transition gradually or through a challenge. There is also people who go vegan overnight, but I think for most people it can be quite overwhelming. But if this is you, that's totally fine. I know actually uh, a few people who have done it, they watch a documentary and they're like, okay, I'm done. And they go like vegan like that. Um, So that's totally fine if that's you. But I believe for most people, it can feel a little bit overwhelming, it can be quite a lot. So it could be a good idea to maybe transition gradually. That's also what I did. Um, when I went vegan, I first cut out the red meat and then I cut out all the other meats. And then I think I started cutting out dairy. And then lastly, I cut out like eggs and fish. So I think it took me like a couple of weeks um, to to kind of like um, do the transition. And I was really happy with that because that gave me time to kind of find out things and, and try out new products without kind of cutting everything and then just having no idea what to eat. Because also I was eating a lot of animal products, as I mentioned before. So it was kind of like... Um, convenient for me to do it that way so that could be maybe the most kind of gentle way of doing it Uh, letting your body adjust as well as we spoke earlier about like increasing fiber like if you just overnight if you're eating like let's say a lot of you know meat and chicken eggs and then you suddenly just replace all of that with like massive amounts of legumes and beans like it's definitely going to be a shock for your body and you're just going to probably feel really horrible honestly and bloated and everything so it might be a good idea to kind of like Uh, gradually um, swap things I'd say so that is step number seven then we move into step number eight and this is about supplementation so this is also a very common thing people are worrying and asking about what supplements do you need and um, so we're going to cover the kind of most common ones and then also on other things that uh, is good to take in consideration so there is one supplement that you definitely need to take if you are vegan so that is b12 and this is also recommended regardless of if you're vegan or not so b12 is something that these days we do not get through nutrition because our 
soil is not as rich as it used to be and also our hygiene in the food system is gone up which is a good thing um, but that just means like b12 um, needs to be supplemented and actually as far as i know a lot of the b12 supplementation actually is supplemented to farm animals so if you are currently eating animal products chances are that you're actually taking a b12 supplement that it's just kind of like um, first supplement to the animal which then gets eaten by a human so you might as well just take the supplement um, without rotating through an animal so b12 supplementation it's very cheap and safe and simple so just make sure that you you uh Take a B12 supplement. Also, vitamin D supplement is uh, important, especially if you do not live in Bali like myself, where you have sun year round. So um, make sure that you cover vitamin D, especially in the winter months. And then a supplement that is often spoke about is omega-3. So this is, as far as I know, kind of like unclear still with research if it is needed or if it's optimal or not, but you can think about it as kind of an insurance policy. So chances are that you are going to get enough omega-3s by eating like daily ground flax seeds, some chia seeds, some walnuts. But if you want to make sure you can take an algae-based supplement to cover your omega-3s. And again, um, you probably know that omega-3s, oftentimes people get through fish or through fish oil, but where the fish fish actually gets their omega-3 is from algae. So again, we can skip the fish, we can skip the middleman, middleman and just go straight to the source. So if you want to make sure that your omega-3 ratios are optimal, just make sure to take an algae-based supplement. But for most people, they just go with ground flaxseeds, some chia seeds and walnuts. Also pay attention to selenium. So this is easily covered by just one to two Brazil nuts. Another one that is good to pay attention to is iodine. So uh, the easiest way is to just um, have a salt that's iodized. Um, you can also get iodine from like seaweed, but the easiest way again is to have an iodized salt or just take an iodized supplement if you are unsure. Another thing that I also want to mention is that we often tend to focus on the things that you might get short of or that you need to pay attention to as a vegan. But there's also many things that you're actually going to get way more of as of a typical omnivore. So there's so many vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and stuff like that that you get and good stuff that you get through like vegetables and fruits. And oftentimes people who eat a traditional omnivore diet they do not get that much of those. Uh, other things that is also important to mention, especially when everyone is so focused on protein that <laughs> too little people talk about this, is what else comes with the animal protein. Is It's not just like a single source. It's not just like that you just eat the protein. So animal foods often comes with saturated fats and bad LDL cholesterol, hormones, even anti antibiotics. And they also contain pus. So there's also many things that you don't necessarily want in your body. And these things you can avoid when you eat a healthily balanced whole food plant-based diet, mainly whole food plant-based diet, right? So it's just important to mention that, that we don't start going too much about, oh my God, you need to take this B12 supplement, right? Especially because a balanced plant-based diet is one of the healthiest, preventing and even reversing many of the most common lifestyle diseases like heart disease and strokes and type 2 diabetes. So taking a B12 supplement and paying attention to uh, some of these things that we covered earlier is in the end not that big of a deal. 
What I also recommend is to check your blood every so often, just to make sure if you are low in everything, so you can just supplement that. So there is no reason to just like take all kinds of supplements just in case. So when you see a doctor, it's good to like on a yearly basis or something like that, just check your blood and check your levels. And then, you know, you can have mind peace that you're all good and you know if you're low in everything and then you can easily supplement that. Then we move into step number nine. So do not be so hard on yourself. I see this often with my clients. So if you are just transitioning to the plant-based diet, uh, it might again feel a little bit overwhelming. There's a lot of information and there is a lot of things that you kind of need to learn. So do not try to be perfect and be okay with kind of making some mistakes. For example, milk powder is in so many products. So it just takes a while for you to kind of get used to checking if you eat like packaged foods is to like check the ingredients Um, because it's not about being perfect. It's about like making better choices and having a positive impact on both your health and also on all other life on the planet and being sustainable, etc. So it's not about that you have to be perfect. Um, So please do not be too hard on yourself. Just remember your why and do your best at your own pace. And then we have the last step, step number 10, which is keep going and enjoy your new lifestyle. So I wanted to put this here to, to wrap this episode up because um, the, even now, like if you're new to all this information, it might feel a little bit overwhelming. So I just want to remind you that everything new takes some time and some effort at the start, right? So we spoke at the start how we human beings are creatures of habits and oftentimes when we need to make a change, it can be feel a little bit like... Um, you know, like we might have resistance because it requires a little bit more time and effort, but know that it just takes that like couple of weeks and then it starts becoming your new automation and it becomes your new comfort zone. So first, when you go to the supermarket, yes, it's going to take you more time and you need to put more effort and you need to do your research and look things up. But it's not that long that you just start, you know, doing, going to the store and just knowing how to do it the vegan way, the palm-based way. So just know that it's not going to be forever that it's going to feel overwhelming, right? So keep educating yourself, get inspired, find people who can help and support you, find a coach if you feel like that can be helpful for you. Remember the positive impact you're having and know that if you experience some challenges, like at the start, if you, you know, feel tired or you feel bloated or something like that, know that that is also going to pass. Oftentimes what our body also does is like it cleanses itself. So if you have been eating your whole life animal products, it might take a couple of weeks for your body to kind of get rid of uh, all the things that are not good for you. And that might actually make you feel worse at the start. But for most people, they just start feeling good right away. But if this happens, just know that it's normal. Your body is just cleansing and getting used to the new way of eating. So soon you're going to vibrate high and um, also remember how by your own example, you can also inspire others. And there's so many benefits, as we spoke earlier, not only to your health, but also to living a more sustainable lifestyle and of course, also living more ethically. So these are the 10 steps. I am just going to summarize them one more time. Um, If you are taking notes, you can check that you got everything. So step number one is to know your why. So make it important to you. Step number two is your mindset. So make it exciting. Step three is to educate yourself. Step four is to eat enough. Step five is all about protein. So know how much protein you need and know the protein sources. Step six is to keep it simple. Step seven is transition gradually or through a challenge. 
Um, unless you feel comfortable and confident on transitioning vegan overnight, that's also totally fine. Step number eight is supplements. So make sure that you at least get the B12 and vitamin D. And then step number nine is to not try to be perfect. Don't be too hard on yourself. Um, take your time and do your best. And step number 10 is to keep going and to keep enjoying your new lifestyle. So that is it for today's episode, guys. I hope you found it helpful. If you have any questions on this topic, please do reach out to me on Instagram at the vegan CrossFit girl. Again, if there is someone who you think could benefit from this episode, please share it forward. I'd also love to know if you're tuning in. So if you are listening to this episode, please pop a screenshot in your stories and tag me so I can see that you're tuning in. And I really, really appreciate you. Um, being here with me today and if you also have some topics that you'd like me to cover please let me know on instagram as well and i'm sure to add them to the list so that is it for today's episode i am so grateful for you tuning in i wish you an amazing day and i will see you in the next episode